It's the Tillcast, episode 431, McFarlane Shoulders. And this week, guys, we talk Darksiders Genesis, Middle of Earth, Shadow of War, Sundered, Seven Days to Die, Rimworld, and Mr. Prepper. Stay tuned. This is the Tiltcast. And we're back, and it is only 9.58 p.m. on August 14th. God, by the time I get home, I'll be, I'll have been awake like 21 hours at this point. Yeah. (laughs) We're over here trying to do the truffle shuffle as we try to close event. As, uh, this this room's like what ten by ten? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just maybe twelve by twelve, and I got rusty ass right in my nose. Well, I mean, you know. Good morning. Yeah. Good Hi. morning for Rusty. Good night for me and Jason. <laughs> I actually got to sleep today. Yeah, good for you. Good. We'll have energetic Rusty because I felt uh, feel whole in an hour. There. I won't be there. Oh, sorry. We'll 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 need to zap you like you did last time. I didn't. Oh man, last week sucked. Like, did you do that? Is that episode up yet? It will be. It will be soon. TM. Um. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Yeah. So, uh, last week was just a. Shit, the, yeah, there was, was a lot of fuck tonnery going yeah, on. There was a, a lot of sh- shit. Shit. Shit, 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 shit. But, um, oh yeah, man, I, I probably, I, I'm in the process of actually going through it. I sound like I'm fucking drunk, dude. It's bad. It's like. Going through what? Uh, the, the audio recording. Oh, I gotcha. I'm still producing. It takes a while, okay? Give me a second. Uh,. <laughs> Yesterday was my fucking birthday, so, I mean, I, I didn't work on anything. I didn't either. I didn't work on anything on my birthday. I said, nah, fuck this shit. I'm not doing Jason, shit. Jason, you're Happy next week. birthday, Rusty. Yeah. Happy birthday, Rusty. Um, fucking, like... 39? Week and 39. Starting next year, I'm just going to count backwards. <laughs> yeah, it, it goes me, two weeks later, Rusty, and then a week and a half later, Jason. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, and then we're all one year older and fucking. No, quote, Jason's unquote, only gonna be thirty six, right? Thirty five. Yeah, so I'm three years 35. older than Jason, and then you're a year older than me. Oh fuck! It it surprises me, even though I know about it. It surprises me that you're that fucking. Well, he was bastard. in it. When I moved into this house, Jason was still in his twenties. I almost I thought you were gonna say still in his teens. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when I started this show, Jason was only twenty five. No, I'm the oldest fucker around the table. Tis true. So, however, we'll point out. Hmm. Hmm. I was the first not to be a bachelor. The first to own his own home, etc., etc., etc. This guy. He's like, I'm the first at life debt. <laughs> He's like, this is an accomplishment. I'm like, nah, nah, it's not. <laughs> I was debt free for a bit. 
actually, how about you? Jason bought his house like the housing market wasn't nearly as expensive as it is now. Same with yeah. me. Like your equity, your house has I, probably got gained fifty percent of its value at this point. I bought my house during the bubble crash. So while uh, while banks were hesitant to loan a lot of money, I got a fairly fucking decent in- interest rate. The last couple of years, I've almost been tempted to refinance just because now it's even lower. Right. Welcome to the adult cast. Are we talking yeah, about right? Where were we talking about finances? <laughs> but, so I, before we get too far, yeah. y'all are going to hear 30 minutes of bullshit. Yeah. Some thing. games and some news and, man, and we lots of fucks. Yep. This is an uncensored show. While it is not X rated, it is certainly unrated. Well. I mean, <laughs> we just talk about stuff. I mean, we do. Yeah. I've got to be censored 40 hours a week. This is the one time I ain't going to be fucking censored. Right. We were touching yeah. knees just a, just a minute ago. We were. Yeah. Caressing yeah. each other's thighs. Well, that's, you know, that's what, what, what's what it is. Putting butts in faces. Yeah. I mean, that's that's happened all in the first five minutes. <laughs> that's true. <I> mean, <laughs> Rusty's over here doing the ass jiggle. I mean. Right next to me as he's trying to shuffle behind me to get to this this. I vent. mean, yeah. would you prefer the ass jiggle or the truffle shuffle? Because uh, he could give you either one in your face. Uh, <laughs> I just don't want the trunk wiggle in my face. I get paid for this normally. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> You're getting it for free. <sighs> and we love you, Rest. I know. Man, it's been such a weird week. So It has. I'm trying to find ways to keep myself from going a little bit nuts. Uh, I was talking to Jess about this. I was like, I lack so much human contact. There's one side about working from home that's fucking amazing. I was like, see Rusty and Jason once a week. Um, and then besides that, I sometimes see my parents and then I've got a friend of mine that helped me kind of pull out of the funk. So shout out to my friend, Jen, who never listens to this show. Um, she said, Hey, why don't we like start doing a walk a couple times a week and that'll get your ass in gear. Well, it inspired me so much. I've walked every single day since we went on a walk on Sunday, well, fuck yeah. uh, which means I'm starting to wear the dogs out, which is good for both dogs. I'm, Zoe's old, so I can only walk her every other day because she just poops like every like three blocks. And I, mean, I tried to walk her at the park, and I'm not going to say the name of the park because it's too close to where I live. But I was trying to walk her at the park, and I was feeling bad because like she just kept taking dumps, and I ran out of like little doggy bags. And it's hard enough because I got Lola over here like just straining against the leash the whole time because she didn't know how to walk on a leash. Zoe's not bad, but. You know, I'm just like, suddenly I feel a tug and I look behind her and there's Zoe just laying dumps. And it's like, oh, there she's taking another shit. I guess I'm getting that body moving. Oh, yeah. But like every three blocks just dropping a shit. Just like, damn, you must be just clogged up. You need more walks. Yeah, you do. <laughs> just like, damn. You haven't been pooping the dog properly. Yeah, so I decided I was going to take her around the neighborhood because the neighbors, unless the neighbors see the dog shit, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> you pick up shit in the park, but your neighbor's yeah. yards. Nah, then, nah, it's just then you're going. Then you're going to have your neighbor tailing you back to your back to your house and going. I caught your dog on my doorbell app, fucking shitting on my lawn. You're not going to see that. What, <laughs> what they're going to do is just get some of those 
those uh, those gloves that you can get pretty much at any place nowadays uh, because of the whole fucking shit that's happening with the world. They're going to pick that shit up, literally, walk right over to your wall and fucking right not in my yard with shit. <laughs> uh, I've got a brick wall, so I mean, it'll be kind of hard. Them, uh, Garage it's door. Also, it's also very hard to get shit off of a brick wall. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know that. I've got a water winnie. That thing will blast anything. Uh, okay, you think. It'll blast a clog out that... of it that I can't get with a snake. Yeah, well, that's right. That's right. He does have the water weenie. I forgot about that. So if you've never used one, a water weenie is this bladder that's... So okay. what it is, it looks like a dildo. And it <laughs> fills with water, and then when it fills to a certain pressure, then it squirts out a little bitty hole at the end. And what you do is you put it on the clean-out on your plumbing to get rid of clogs. And every single time I get a major clog in the sink, because I still, you know, I throw the grease out in the trash, but I don't waste half a paper paper towel roll, like, you know, right. get, getting it out of the pan. Eventually it builds up, and then I've got to use the water weenie to clean it out. And it's it's extremely effective. It's, I mean, it sounds effective. It also sounds... It's probably like 120 PSI. Well... But it is funny, like, I, there's been a couple times that I just, I was just curious, right? And that thing really does swell. It's like... It's a little, it's a boner <laughs> that just blows, it just spews down your pipes. It really cleans shit out. So it looks like the end of a chihuahua penis? Like, no, it, it, yeah, I guess uh, I've never looked at a chihuahua dick. <laughs> I didn't Neither know it I. just, I didn't know it like just turned into like a, a big chub. Pretty much, yeah, the end of it just I don't need to expands know. like a balloon this guy it's he's so, got like all the knowledge it's because it's so small it's gotta have a way to stay in but like a tuna can <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it's, i reposted something stupid online uh today actually and it was talking about like how you know in the 14 and 1500s right we had all these paintings depicting different sea monsters right see the tentacles rising out of the sea and what it turns out is at least according to this little thing i found on the internet which may or may not be true and i did not verify because it wasn't important is that uh, male whales um, stick their dicks out of the water and circle a female until she's ready for them to mate. So usually there's two or three whales swimming around a female with their dicks out flopping around and above the water, and they look like, you know, tentacles because they're huge. So that's probably what sailors were seeing was just whale dick. It's... <laughs> I mean, and if, and if anybody's ever seen a fossilized narwhal penis, you know they're huge. Welcome to the dick cast. I mean, <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about here? Jeez. We're, we're supposed to be a video Drain cleanouts. Uh, drain cleanouts, water dicks, and, and water dicks. Animal penises. Yeah, okay, apparently. Jesus Christ, you guys, you, 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 you need help. You need to help. It's like a, it's, doesn't that look like a sea creature? No. That look that that Like imagine it about dusk or dawn, right? You can't see a lot of detail and you just see that flopping around outside in the, the water. Right? Okay. Like a sea monster. Or, you know, be be surfing and and one of those just creeps up on you. The shit I have to deal with at this table. I just had to stare at a picture of Will Dick. <laughs> I mean, we've done worse on this show. Yeah, true. true. You're, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. 
Or do I need to go back to when you got broken? No, no, we don't. It's it's a few it's a few episodes back nowadays. <laughs> it's a couple years back, but hey, it's been a few. Fuck, I'm getting old. Yeah, I'm just gonna call us out. We haven't done as many episodes this year, but 2020, just yeah, we're kind of shit. It's this this year sucks. We're we're just gonna we're just gonna write this one off and be like, you know what? It didn't happen. It went from 2019 to 2021. We'll be fine with that. Season 11 will be the season that isn't like 48 episodes. <laughs> the season that isn't is is, is that's pretty at, at period end of end of statement. The series that is. Well, I mean, seriously, in all seriousness, since I, I was counting back from last year, I think we've ended up having to skip about eight or nine episodes this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but there was shit. I mean, everything happens, uh, and the. Considering, considering what we do, like collectively can around it, the table, and I think that's pretty good. Considering for the most part, we continued to record during March and April when a lot of podcasts even stopped recording. Right. It's it, it just it got it got bad because I mean a lot of places had to you know, adjust very quickly to a at-home situation. We really didn't have that set up yet. Uh, so getting that set up was, you know, was one challenge. The other thing was, uh, I mean, unavoidable life events happens. And you just, I mean, you, you got to deal with things as they come. Uh, this year has just been a chain of, there's been at least one really bad thing every month since the beginning of the year and it just doesn't seem like it's stopping <laughs> so hopefully next year is 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 better but we're, we're getting back on track i think I, I think so for the most part yeah i just i just need to work out my you know it's been my own schedule is all it's been a whale of a year <laughs> <laughs> this guy he's like yeah. i'm gonna force a puck and we've not had any vaseline and i got that stupid song stuck in my head Narwhals, Narwhals. no the, the uh, now, now you've got that one in your head. <laughs> so jason um we'll get into gaming here in a minute but what have you been up to over there oh vaseline not now you got that one not a whole lot um for the most part been uh been still just gaming uh when i get home i really had this really weird week where i was going to sleep but i kept waking up like every hour and this was every night this week um so for the most part by the time i get home i'm pretty dead so you know make sure everybody eats dinner and then play witcher or or um call duty for a couple hours and then go to bed yeah um also managed to mix in because i was feeling a little little bit like i i needed a series to watch yeah and i started watching warrior nun on netflix what yeah warrior nun yeah Okay. Why have I not heard of this? It's a series that they premiered a few months ago. Yeah, I, I'm I'm imagining like a uh, a nun with an Uzi. 
Is is this close? More like a nun with an angel halo stuck in her back, and yeah. Uh, okay. Is it any good? Gives her special superpowers. Oh, you know? Okay. That sort of thing. It actually really is good. I don't want to spoil anything in case either one of you decide to watch it, but it is actually really good. Um, by the end of the season, it starts throwing a lot of shade at the Catholic Church. <laughs> um, Jeez. But it starts mixing the religion with uh, extra-dimensional alien shit. So, like, they're going to say angels and demons aren't. They're extraterrestrials. Aren't mythological. They're, they're, they're just extra dimensional oh, extra, beings. Extra dimensional beings. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what you've been taught is a lie. It, basically. <laughs> the X Files theme plays now. Um, uh, <laughs> but no, it's actually. I can't do the I, I, can't, I can't do the I was, about to, I was about to try it. I, I just. <laughs> I just blew empty air. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sad. You know it's a bad year? Wow. When Nickelback Sad. released an album today. <laughs> that is bad. Look. That is horrible. We're, kind of, we're going to target the worst um, year possible. But also on top of that, I also finally watched Bloodshot. Which I, is that new Vin Diesel superhero movie? Uh huh. And it's good too. That's the one that went directly to digital because it was supposed to come well, out in theaters. But it released. Theaters closed. It released in theaters, and then theaters closed two weeks later, so they went to VOD. Right. Okay. Um, I rented it at Redbox, but it it's really damn good. It's not your granted it comes from uh it's based on a comic from a from an offshoot uh comic company so it's not a mainline marvel or dc hero but it was really good i was about to ask you if it was voodoo or something like that does anybody ever rent anything through voodoo anymore yeah i do thought about it i mean it it depends like if it's if it's something Redbox doesn't have, I'll rent it through Voodoo. Um, but that's just because Voodoo, on average, costs $2 more than Redbox I, uh, to rent shit. I have never used that service at all. In fact, this is the first I've heard of it. <laughs> uh, well, I have a Voodoo account just basically because I was able to digitize most of my DVD and Blu-ray library. Gotcha. I don't have how much, how much said does library. that cost? Huh? How much does that cost to digitize? So like Does it vary by title? It varies by title, but also um how old the title is, etc. Like back when I initially digitized my whole library, um they were doing a thing like you could convert five DVDs at one time. To digital for uh, for like ten bucks, you know stuff like that. Blu-rays typically uh, range from five to fifteen dollars to digitize to the 
HD or Ultra HD 4K, whatever version. That's kind of um, interesting. Like, I'm actually getting to a point. But, I mean, most Blu-rays you buy now are going to come with the Ultra High Def version anyway. I haven't watched a Blu-ray in so long. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've actually, I, I mean, I don't, I don't ever actually use any disc media. All of it is stream. So, no, I mean, the last time you used disc media was when you lived in my house. Only Which because, has been like, what, three or four years? It's been yeah. five, actually. Five. Has it been five years since you moved out? Pretty much. Fuck. Well, four and a half. Yeah. It'll be five this, uh, what's september october yeah something like that yeah it's been uh it's pretty close god we get old fast yeah That's, he, he moved out of my house like five or six months after the yeah. kids moved in yeah because i mean i've pretty much been at that apartment the majority of the time that i've been working at the place that i work so yep. you know there was a, a period and of time the kids will have been living with me five years in five years next June. So yeah, it's been pretty close. So yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. I, I haven't actually used any disc media, you know, watching movies anyway. I haven't actually gone a disc, um, mainly because my computer doesn't have a disc drive. That's how I know I have. And he can't it. be bothered to, you know, well, my turn ex- on his Xbox or his Xbox PlayStation. dead. Remember, my Xbox is a paperweight, uh, and the uh, and the PlayStation is just the wow. sad little box right next to it. Your, your Xbox is only recently dead. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. I was proofing some stuff, um, and then I got off on a tangent. I ran out of podcasts to listen to, and then I listened to our podcast. <laughs> He's like, we're at that point now. <laughs> well, I, I got I finally got a little Bluetooth speaker so it wasn't listening to my phone speaker for mm-hmm. shows or whatever while I'm working. Right. And I work in here all fucking day. And when you listen to four to five hours of podcasts a day, that's the time that I've got to myself that's not in a meeting sometimes, right? Right. And get through a week's worth of eight podcasts on rotation pretty quickly. Yeah. And so I started listening to old podcasts and I got to about this time last year. Just how I knew how many episodes we had listened to recently. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Started listening to a good old pickle pouch. <laughs> and pickle pouch. so I was listening to the pickle pouch because it. Uh, some of the names. Don't answer, yeah. ask me why, but it, it came up in conversation. And um, and I really had to think about it. I was like, what was what we do on that episode? So. That I was out of episodes the next day, so I started listening to Pickle Pouch, and I started working my way forward. And I was realizing how much different things were at that point versus now. Yeah. Like, not to be a downer, but I was talking about the vending machines at work in the Pickle Pouch there, and I was eating that. We were talking about, like, how um, how to properly eat a banana and how to properly eat a pickle. Yeah. I mean, like, do you eat it from the side or do you eat it straight oh, on? Oh, yeah, right? that's right. <laughs> now I remember it. Uh, yeah. This, I mean. But yeah. I was just thinking about how different life was at that point. And some of the games that we were playing at that time. Yeah. Right. I was playing Hollow Knight at that point. Um, what was I playing? And I think I was dabbling in RimWorld again. And that royalty, the DLC that came out this year, hadn't come out yet. I might have been playing Destiny at that point. 
Yeah, no, you were actually playing Final Fantasy at that point. Oh, uh, was I? Yeah, yes, Destiny is almost two years ago now. No, you were way. playing Final Fantasy yeah. at that point. So now I feel like I should give you extra shit because it was literally a year ago. So that was recorded in September of 2019, and we were talking about this wasn't a new thing. You were playing Final Fantasy at that point. Oh, well. I haven't been playing Final Fantasy the entire time. No, but you no. have been on and off for two so years now. I, yeah, well, I I tend to go uh, back to it because most of what I play Final Fantasy for is is for the story progression, right? I don't necessarily raid or get, you know get into the the end game. We're, so we were hard. actually talking about you possibly getting into WoW Classic, and then and I basically told you no, 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 that's never going to happen. But instead, you just played Final Fantasy for six months. So. And then after that, I played Destiny because I stopped playing Destiny at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, uh, <laughs> yeah, to be fair. Um, Sorry, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> well, if you know the show, you know it's a good show, right? Um, not intentionally stole. Uh, the I go through cycles like that too. I was kind of analyzing um, game stuff, right? And I was thinking about like the cycles we go through and the way that production has been this year has made things really different, you know, with what is getting released and how often things are coming out. I didn't really, I was just getting into Game Pass at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, So at that point I was talking about Gears being on Game Pass and I've played that off and on since then, right? And there's some other Game Pass things that we're actually going to get into this episode, but like I've cycled back and forth with Fallout 76 as it's gotten better, right? Yeah. Um, I cycled into ESO for a while and did about a month and a half of that. Right. Right. And then I've played some other games, which I'm going to talk about again, some more Seven Days to Die. But there's a reason for that. But to speak of Game Pass, Jason, you've been playing Game Pass a fair amount recently, right? Uh, last The last couple days, yeah. Um, uh, they, uh, they released... Uh, Darksiders Genesis on Game Pass. Oh yeah, and uh, preloaded Battle the new Battle Toads. I'm not looking forward which, to it. Which is technically available play on the twentieth. Um, so I've been playing Darksiders Genesis yesterday and today. What is it? so? What's that like? Uh, our mutual friend Mike it picked it up on release, but I haven't messed with it yet. It's it's a lot like the other two, but it's a little bit more um, top down, top down dungeon crawly. <laughs> like, is it a fixed perspective? Yes. Interesting. So, yeah. so kind of like a, I don't know, like a, like uh, is a it like a twin stick shooter or what? Is it? No, it it's totally like a mix between. Is it like a platform Diablo? It's basically like Diablo with Darksiders characters. So, okay. Is it so? Which which uh, horseman are you on this one? You're both war and strife. Okay. So strife was in the last one, right? No, no. Strife is new. Strife is the new one. He's okay, the one with guns. And, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've never so, played so strife before. It's not like a strife has been. You've seen strife in the pre, in one of the previous games, like he popped in and out. And he's been talked about, but you've never played him before. Right. He's So I actually had uh, loaded up 
the Darksiders 2 just for a little bit because I played through that game before. Um, I've played through that game once before, and uh, I know this dog knows that I'm talking. Um, she knows that you're talking, and she must she must jump up and introduce herself yet again. Uh, but yeah, I, I loaded it up and just to see kind of how it aged, especially with like the definitive edition, uh, and I saw that it was widescreen uh, widescreen capable and all that, uh, and it is not fully widescreen capable. Uh, there's elements that it, that don't fit, and the game is really dated. But um, it looks all right in 4K. It's it's. It's still kind of dated as far as the way things work. Well, it's dated in the way that it works, and then the lighting just looks old at this point. Yeah. Well, it's and, just... I mean, it wasn't exactly like the prettiest of games when it came out. I mean, it still either. had its it still had its thing. It was kind of a it was kind of more a cross... of an atmospheric game than it was, uh, it was... a technical marvel. It Is was... it? It has McFarlane shoulders. Yeah. Like, yeah, it does. It feels kind of like the art style of a Blizzard and... game. And that's very, that's where Strife is kind of surprising because he's not um, all McFarlane shoulders. I think everybody had McFarlane shoulders and all the others. Um, McFarlane shoulders. He is, uh, actually looks a lot like, uh, like a more demonic version of the uh, uh, character you play in Ruiner. That's it. It plays kind of like a Diablo and a Ruiner at the same time. Interesting. Are you saying that there's like chords or what? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you definitely run into some hordes. Okay. So, But I've only gotten through the first couple bosses. Yeah. Now, Genesis, uh, as far as the Darksider story is concerned, because I know that... Genesis happens before everything. Genesis happens before... Uh, were the the whole Darksiders one in the whole war story, right? Yeah. Okay. So Genesis was the beginning of the Four Horsemen? Or it's not that? the beginning of the Four Horsemen, but it shows what they were doing before uh, war is uh, kicked out and abandoned. Okay, well, um, I mean... Going through going through some of the Darksiders story, which is, it, I mean... It's, it's them working directly for the Council to preserve the balance between Hell and the, and the human and the human oh, okay. population. Gotcha. Alright. Yeah, I because I know Because they were basically the enforcers. Right. Well, the the whole idea that, like, the very beginning of, of that story... Uh, in Darksiders was, I mean, the four horsemen uh, are uh, Nephilim. Uh, Nef- yeah. No, they're fighting the Nephilim. Okay, and they—they're basically those four were approached by the uh, you know the council and said, "Hey, we're going to give you powers, but you have to you have to kill every one of your other kind, like all of your brothers, like you yeah. have to kill them all." Uh, to restore the balance. So I was thinking, you know, in my head, that was kind of like the idea of it's either after all of the events, like this would be the Darksiders 4, or uh, or it was before all of that during the Nephilim War. Yeah. 
So um, now, granted, I could be wrong about that because I'm just in the first couple chapters, and okay. it could move forward. But right. as of right now, it looks like it proceeds um, one because your first chapter you're going after after Samael, and I think he was already dead by Darksiders. Well, that one. and as of well, I haven't actually completed Darksiders three, so I don't know. What the story is there? I can't remember what. It's been a while since I've played that. What Darksiders three? Yeah, because I finished that like seven months ago. Yeah, it's. I, I don't remember if. Uh, uh, I mean, there the are last parts I of it heard... that I like better than the other ones, but it's the weakest one in my opinion. Right. I had it. I had it downloaded at one point, but I and I think I maybe loaded I, it up once, but I haven't actually sat down and played it. I feel like two is probably the strongest entry in the series, and two was was fine. It actually scratched a really, you know, it's uh, it was a it was a different kind of itch that wasn't complete uh, wasn't fulfilled at that point because you know when Darksiders two came out, there wasn't a, a Zelda game. And that felt like a Zelda game. Yeah, and then Breath of the Wild came out right. before three hit. Right, and then that—I mean—that was kind of the niche that I was looking for in that. Plain. God damn it, dog! I need you to stay down. <laughs> it's because what you don't see is Rusty talks with his hands, and he's the only one that really does, and she interprets that stop. as play. So stop! Yeah. I know you're so cute, but you need to stop. Yes. That's right. You're a deaf dog and you can't hear me, but I'm going to nod my head and hold your paws. <laughs> That's right. And she's just staring at me like, you're an idiot. Okay. <laughs> okay, I don't have my monitors in, but... <clears throat> she she ripped them straight out of my fucking ears. It was a very interesting conversation that the uh, whole world had with Rusty and the dog. And Rusty's about to fall over. You're going to fall over. <laughs> um, and to narrate what's happening, Rusty chastised the animal, and then the animal jumped up under Rusty's chest. And Rusty is about to fall over backwards. Uh, trust me, that's happened in that chair before with that dog. I'm tr- <laughs> That's my nipple. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, okay, I've been mauled. <clears throat> with love. Anywho, oh god, she caught me in my ear. That'll show you. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, it is a firm prequel. Uh, it is a firm prequel. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. cool. Thank you for looking that up. Yeah, yeah when you were talking about it, I wanted it. Over. I would still say it looks twin sticky. It Does it, it is. It's to, kind of you aim with it the right is stick kind of and move with the left stick. Like I yeah, like I said, it plays. Uh, Especially when you're using Strife, it plays a lot like Ruiner. It's kind of 2.5D. Yeah. Okay. All right. I might actually uh, give it a go, uh, considering it's a prequel. It or won't... Force Perspective 3D, basically. Right. Does it ever, like, rotate the environment at all? Oh, yeah. You can rotate the map, etc. but... Um... Okay. I mean, that, that kind of plays off of, you know, off of things like fucking the old Contra 3. Like, that was a top-down... Contra game, I fucking yeah, but it was it. almost all top down. Right, there was very little. It was it still moved the camera around. It was pretty. You know, the Contra Three was one of the first games that did that, and 
kind of tried to give you a 3D sense of what you were doing, but still played on a 2D plane. It wasn't like um, uh, it wasn't like Smash TV where it was all just you know sprites. Uh, it was pretty close, but it tried to do new things. And this is, and it's just gotten better over the years. Do you? Yeah. So I mean, I know you're not real far in, but like, has it kept you fairly hooked? It's really entertaining. Um, I will tell you, going into it, it's a whole lot easier to handle the hordes with strife, oh. and then the bosses with war. Okay, so that makes sense because war hits harder. Yeah, well, is war sense. more single target and strife a little bit more AOE? Yeah, yeah, especially well, with his guns. Yeah, he's got guns. There's, a, there's... but. His strikes with his not with his blades are also faster. Okay. So when it comes to the smaller enemies, you know you can work down a group of them a whole lot faster. Two person co-op than with war. Yeah. It's got, yes. It's got online and offline co-op. Nice. Couch co-op. Nice. And it's on Game Pass, which means if you have a friend that has Game Pass, that should be an easy sell for you to spend an afternoon dicking around. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming somebody plays War and the other one plays Strife, right? Yes. Has your wife tried to play with you yet? Nope. Not her thing? Nope. Gotcha. It's got to be Zambies. No, it's kind of either got to be a third-person or first-person shooter. She can't seem to get into the whole top-down, like, shit gets lost. Ah, gotcha. You know, if you got a better rig, um, you gotta play Seven Days to Die. Because with your wife, like, I feel like you're, you could, you can alter the settings however you want in that game. So, my my, my wife you, plays that on PlayStation. Yeah, but it's like 17 versions behind Let's just quick disclaimer for Seven Days to Die. The absolute best version is the PC version. They lost right to Telltale like five years ago while it was still in early access, and then they, it never got updated on console. So you're going to see sales for Seven Days to Die and be disappointed because it has grown. It's a 100% different game at this point. And, oh, yeah. Except for concept, and that's literally it. Even the concepts have changed. Like, it's on console, like, there's not even quests. There's no traders. There's no human NPCs. There's no... I don't even know if there's vehicles in the game. Probably not. Um, like, ye Yes, you could build the motorcycle. Oh, it was at that point. Okay. So where it's at right now, the way the game works is the first means awesome. of travel is the bike. And the bike has storage, which is helpful. It's just it's powered by you and your stamina. And then it moves to the scooter which is what I'm rocking right now. It's the mini bike, basically, but it's basically a scooter, an off-road scooter, and it's not super fast, and it guzzles gas. You're not going back there, Zoe. <laughs> Dogs um, are derailing today. Yeah, but and then it goes to motorcycle, and then it goes to truck, and then it goes by 4x4 four four zombie slayer. Um, it's kind of, And there's a lot of different mods that you can use right now for your vehicles and your weapons. And your clothes and your goggles and like literally everything has some kind of mod that you can add to it. Mm. Uh, the loot progression's been fixed a lot in more recent games. So, like the loot progression's based on your game stage. You're not going to find something that's like 20 levels higher than you, um, like you would before. So it's less. It's more about advancing your game stage and then balancing that with food supply. Gotcha. But 
I dumped another 20 hours into that over the last week. Yeah. Um, and all by myself. Um, I have figured out, I got through day 26 right now, which means I did the day 21 horde, mm-hmm. which is absolutely batshit insane. Um, I will say, if you look up how to make a trapdoor horde base, that seems to be most effective. Here's what it means. You create a funnel on a bridge made out of concrete, uh, which eventually turns, it starts with cobblestone, then concrete, then reinforced concrete, which is what I have on day uh, 21, and I'm probably going to have to add more layers to it. But you funnel them down a single corridor, and then you put these little trap doors, so hatch doors, they open upwards. Mm-hmm. And you make those out of steel, and you flip them up, and you hide behind the door and shoot over the top of the door. Well, the zombies don't open and close doors, so they beat on the half door, but you can shoot over the top of the half door. Ah. And you, the way the pathing AI is set is they're going to go towards the easiest block or the most direct path to you. So, here we go. We're going to derail. Um. So essentially what you do is you're, you're getting them to that easy path and they see it as an easy path and they funnel down to you and you shoot them or hammer them or do whatever mm-hmm. um, as they're as they're coming at you. And you kill, my day 21 horde, I killed like 200. Wow. Um, they also, Daisy style, stack on top of each other if you try to get too high. Uh, my friend TJ has a custom server that he built where the zombies don't run but they have more hit points. Mm-hmm. And he let, doesn't let them stack or climb up ladders, because right now they can climb up ladders. So you, what the happens with the pathing at that point is they just beat the shit out of the foundation until they topple it. Jeez. Um, but I can say without a doubt right now it's probably the best version of the game I've seen so far. <laughs> you can hear the... You can hear the growls starting already in the background. Now, I, I just, I, I don't think that I'm gonna pick up Seven Days just yet. There's a few, there's a few, um, uh, there's a few games I'm thinking about, you know, putting some time into here in the next few weeks. Uh, one of them being Wasteland Three when it comes out at the end of the month. Um, but. <clears throat> I mean, at the moment, yeah, I, I know I get a lot of shit for uh, uh, for playing Final Fantasy, but uh, the latest patch for Final Fantasy that's been delayed for months uh, just came out at the beginning of this week, and uh, honestly, I haven't really played a whole lot of it, um, but it's the end of the current expansion story, which is supposed to you know get to a climax and and whatnot. So I'm going to probably be playing that over the next, you know, week and a, you know, week or two, uh, you know, experiencing that. But I I took the many 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 hints that I got uh, over the past what few months years uh, <clears throat> to um, fuck off um, to expand your horizons <laughs> to. Not expand my horizons just to play other games so that I could talk about something that's other than Final Fantasy. Uh, so, uh, I, th- I think I said last week, I don't remember a whole lot of, about last week, it was a blur. Uh, but I think I was talking about Sundered. Um, so, how much further did you get into Sundered? I got almost to the last boss of Sundered, actually. Is it worth it now? Um, it's... 
Are you beating it because you want to say you beat it, or are you beating it because you're having fun with it? Uh, I kind of... It, so, I was having fun with it for a good half to three quarters of it. So, the thing is, is it is a Metroidvania, right? So, it, you know, it is... It, you require certain items to progress in certain areas. Um, and that is all fine and dandy, but the, the horde mechanics, they still are the biggest point of contention for me. They're not nearly as hard as I remember them now. Like I'm not dying to them all the time And it. Uh, and it has to do with how you build your character, uh, cause it does have a skill tree and you can get perks randomly by killing like boss you know like mini boss type monsters uh or finding you know little treasure rooms uh what you can do is you can actually build a uh, a shield build in that game that allows you to bump up your shield by quite a bit uh and then every time you kill something you get 15 percent of your shield back which essentially is just like a constant heal all over, you know all the time uh and when you are fighting a bunch of like hordes of enemies you're killing a lot of shit on screen uh and i got used to doing basically two sets of moves if you're if you the two attacks that have the biggest hitbox is the upward attack and the downward attack so it actually is kind of the hitbox is wider than your character, so it will register a hit on enemies that are coming at you from above and below. Um, and it's a little more reliable than the normal sideways hits. Well, you can basically juggle enemies in that game. So if you hit them, you know, hit them with the upward strike once, you can continually basically continually jump and do upward attacks uh which does a lot of damage and then once you get to the top of the area that you're in you do one you know downward attack which is basically a dive and it just goes through all of the enemies and you start that all over again uh and that's how i've been able to you know get through the hordes um does a lot of damage and you basically just heal off of everything you kill uh that's how i've been able to do that game because of that, because there isn't a whole lot of variance in how to handle certain enemies, you just do those two moves, uh, it got boring real quick. Uh, the bosses are fun. Like, the big fucking bosses, they're big, and they're, you know, they're well-drawn. I mean, the whole game is, you know, the, the art style has always been, it was the first thing that caught my eye, was the art style. Uh, so once you get to the big bosses, I mean, that's, you know, that was, they're a genuine joy to play, except for the last, you know, the second to last boss, um, which is basically two bosses on a major screen and, you know, on a big screen, you get real tiny on the screen at that point, uh, and you have to dodge like massive hits um so you have to it's it's got mechanics to it that i'm still kind of working out um but 
it's uh, it's just it's a massive pain in the ass. And that was the one time where that game said you know said fuck you to me even while playing on a controller. Uh, and I said, you know what, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna set this down for a minute because I'm I'm getting pissed and I don't want to get pissed while playing video games. That's not the point. So, um, I haven't beaten that boss, which is what's preventing me from beating the game. I think I need to grind a little more, which is also kind of off-putting. Because, um, I mean, who wants to play a Metroidvania game where you have to actually grind? You know, it's you're supposed to be able to, at that point, have what you need to take, off, uh, take care of the boss. You just have to work out the mechanics. And I'm, I don't think I'm strong enough because of the, the, uh, the skill tree. I haven't filled it out yet. Uh, and because it kind of plays like an RPG Metroidvania, it's a weird combo that kind of, if you take the wrong skills at the wrong time, uh, wrong time, you just, um, you put yourself back and you have to grind for, uh, you know, for shards, which is, um, not, not, not great. Not, not a great feeling. Uh, so... I set that aside for uh, you know for a minute, um, and kind of fell into a limbo. I uh, didn't know what to play. Like I I had a couple things that I had downloaded from Game Pass. Like there was uh, Mech Warrior Five, for instance. Um, right. I downloaded Mech Warrior Five, and I downloaded uh, uh, Shadow of War. Uh, the um, Middle Earth Shadow of War series, uh, and I, and I, it's like after the whole Sundered thing, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm maybe, I feel like shooting shit, so I tried to load up Mech Warrior Five, and it crashed, and it crashed again, and it refused to load, and it decided to say no, and uh, it it just it just didn't run, it it it, it doesn't. Wouldn't, the Game Pass version of it's just not running on your the PC. The Game Pass version of it is broken. I have no idea what the fuck to do with it because I, I've re, I've sat there for a minute researching, trying to figure out if it was something like a corrupted install or if it was a driver issue or what the deal was. But it, as soon as you hit the uh, the fucking you know launch, it will pop up a message on the screen that says fatal error and just shuts down. And I'm like, okay. So you look to see if there are other people on Game Pass having similar issues. Yeah, uh, and a lot of there's a I guess there's a known issue with that game that doesn't like peripherals, which kind of is mind-boggling considering you want to play a MechWarrior game with a Hotas, right? That's a peripheral. And people sa- saying that I'm, I'm sitting down to play MechWarrior 5 with my HOTAS connected and it crashes and doesn't work anymore. I take the HOTAS, you know, they take the HOTAS out and it will play just fine. I'm like, okay, well, I don't have a fucking HOTAS set up on my, you know, on my system. So I'm unplugging the fucking uh, PlayStation controller I've got connected and, and 
and all of the other things. And the only thing I can think of is that maybe my rift is causing the problem. And I'm like, this is stupid. This is dumb. Why would you, you know, why would that game cause this much of an error or this much of an issue just by having a fucking VR headset connected to my, you know, my system? And I, I said, well, I could rummage through the fucking cable, you know, cable setup that I've got behind my machine, try to find the fucking 18 fucking cables that's, you know, that's set up for my, you know, for all of my VR setup, or I could just uninstall the fucking game. Uninstall. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not dealing with it. This is, this is not something that I have, uh, that I feel like as a, you know, a, as a gamer, I should have to deal with. Like, I don't want to have to unplug my whole fucking VR setup just to be able to play your game. Not going to happen. I'm trying to remember if I had my VR setup. I mean, I did, but... So I only plugged mine in sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. When when I had a... When you had it. (laughs) Yeah, I was... Unplugging it when I wasn't using it and putting it, stowing it away. And so maybe I never just never encountered it. Or the Game Pass version is inherently flawed. There might be a version issue uh, with the Game Pass uh, game, game Pass version of it, but it doesn't make me want to drop any kind of money for the actual version of the game, you know, on anything else, because I can't guarantee I'm going to be able to play it. And it seems to be fairly widespread. People were having crashing issues and performance problems with it. Um then some people were like, it just runs just fine. Like you were playing it just fine. You didn't have any problems with it. Um, I don't, I, I was actually kind of looking forward to playing the game, but man, it, it was pretty soured pretty quickly. So I said, well, fuck it. Now that I've uninstalled this fucking game that I wanted to play and I'm kind of bummed about it, I'm going to load up uh, shadow of war and see, you know, see what that is. Um, I played maybe, a couple hours of it before maybe i'm uh maybe i'm better at it now i load that fucking game up on game pass and then it gets to the point where you're supposed to link your xbox account to you know to the game uh and it fails it says no computer says no (laughs) so it it hangs when you go to you know, uh, to log into your Xbox account uh, in the game and won't connect the game to your Xbox account, so, you know, and it gave some kind of error, and then it just hangs, and you have to close the application. And that was going on, uh, and that seemed to have been a problem with a uh, with a recent update. I'm not sure if it was a Windows update or if it was a game update or whatnot, but it broke the communication between uh, the WB servers and the Xbox servers, and you couldn't log into the game at all until they had fixed it. I was able to find a Twitter, uh, uh, a tweet about it on the WB support forum. Um, so that basically meant that I couldn't play that game either. And I'm like, fuck, what the hell am I going to do? Uh, uh, and I started playing Final Fantasy XIV for about a couple hours, and I passed out. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, 
I gave it a, a good go- a college try. I played other fucking games up to that point. I mean, Final Fantasy fourteen was was down for a period of time for the maintenance. It was twenty four hours. It's his mashed potatoes. So I mean, I didn't have any other games to play. I really didn't. I mean, I didn't have anything downloaded. I was thinking about playing. Um, uh, I mean, I, I was. This is how bad my mind was. I couldn't. I I didn't want to buy anything new. Because there really isn't anything new uh, that I really want to play. I was thinking about picking up Horizon Zero Dawn, then I saw all of the fucking like performance issues with that, and I said, "No, nah, I'm going to wait for a patch for that." Because um, Horizon Zero Dawn's a great game, and I'd love to see it on PC if they once they fix the fucking you know the video issues with it. I can give you a couple of suggestions of things to replay. I mean. Yeah, you could. So, um, I'm also playing RimWorld um, with the royalty DLC. Yeah. Um, which does change the game quite a bit. Um, royalty is trying... There's a faction that's like the owner of RimWorld or whatever, right? So, the royal faction. And long story short, they start... The quest system's been revamped. And the quest system is kind of what helps you recruit people. If you've never played RimWorld, um, that's a really hard game to explain. It's, it's a really good game for a certain type of person. It's uh, one of my top games of all time. I've put almost 200 hours into it. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have put thousands of hours into it. It's a colony management sim on its base. It's a survival game. It's a game about creating your own story and that doesn't really do it justice because i think out of story simulators it does it a hell of a lot better than a lot of other games it's got some fairly it it's inspired by dwarf fortress so think about that for a second basically the way that it plays out is you've got there's different scenarios but the base scenario is three survivors crash land on a planet and you're awake your way up through a tech tree to eventually launch yourself off the planet but that's what it is at its core Beyond that, it's learning how to build systems up and set priorities for things and make colonists who are imperfect work together towards that goal. And then it's all about how the game stresses out your people to cause different random um, coincidence, not nearly coincidental, but like catastrophes and how you manage those catastrophes. Yeah, pyromaniacs that put shit on fire. That that's one of the more famous one, yeah. The pyromaniacs lighten everything on fire and they get stressed out. But it's learning how to make a viable village out of you start with three people and then you kind of, uh, you know, you work with traders. Then you get to a point where you can launch yourself halfway across the planet. And then you get to a point where you're, you know, raiding or trading or like right now I've got a pot farm going right now, so I'm growing yeah. pot and ambrosia. Um, you can't grow, imbro- at least I can't grow ambrosia, but it sprouts very often in my area. So I've got a auto harvest set for the zones that it keeps auto populating and that sells for a shitload. And then joints sell for a shitload of course they do. For, at a low level drug. Um, and I've got a mountain base, right? And I just started that mountain base and I kind of got back into that. I've got a, so I did for a while have a whole pack of attack cats that I trained to attack. It followed a certain person, so I've got a dude in a loincloth with a club with that had nine attack cats, and I got really low on food, so we ate all the cats. Oh, jeez. And now, um, 
I've got a lot of people with a high animal handler trait, which is why I kind of went that route. And so I've got, and now I've got a pack of, of Labradors. So the Labradors are, I've got like a pack of like golden Labradors. Oh, jeez. Uh, an elephant and then um, about five chinchillas. And so those are like my attack and you can't really use them as pack animals except for the elephant. So at some point I'm going to probably sell the animals that I don't want, but I'm training them very quickly. I've got an animal handler that can train animals like super fast. So they're hauling around everything. You got Labradors carrying around steel and stones and all sorts of stuff. I remember doing that. Well, I've got one person researching. I've got somebody out there that's like, I went full vegan for the most part. Like I'm not, I don't have to eat meat is what I'm getting at because I've got so much growing. Um, I never had problems with food when I played that game. Yeah, I've got it set. I'm playing, there's like different modes. There's one that's a random mode that does random events that doesn't stack with your game level, essentially. And I'm playing it on classic Cassandra mode, like the third level up, which means that it paces out the events. So the way that it starts assigning events is based on the economy of your wealth is what they call it so wealth is determined how many people you have how many positive traits they have how much actual physical goods you have how big your base is how many animals you have um, and then that determines the level of catastrophe in cassandra mode which to me right i know if i'm if i'm getting overwhelmed i can balance it out by not getting too far with my wealth factor right trading off stuff that's more practical within my compounds so that I'm just an even exchange of resources so I'm not growing the resources, but then building up my tech tree so that I can get to a place where I can survive the weird, you know, android slugs that attack later on. Well, the, the the cave spiders that pop into your base. Yeah, I didn't build mostly underground. I've got, it's about half underground and half out of ground. Um, and I probably need to short my defenses. I don't have like the perfect trap system like I had before. But it's... Man, it's just good. I yeah. have no problem throwing twenty bucks Rimworld's way after I've put another two hundred hours into it. Yeah. So they came out with royalty. I haven't gotten into the real advanced systems yet. I'm about eight hours into that, and I just started playing it. And then I played it through my lunch break today, which I should have been working out. Um. But yeah, Rimworld's Rimworld's pretty great. I I have no problems with Rimworld. Yeah, it it takes a little bit of actually, you know, of I, I have to actually be doing two things when I'm playing Rimworld. It's because it there is a lull. There is there's parts where it's it can play itself. Uh, it it kind of passively plays once you have all the 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 stuff set up and you're just you know you know you're farming. You're going through the days between the catastrophes. You're just kind of managing the little little men on screen it's it's very hands-off at some points and well like i have a person i have a an ex courtesan who is a very good negotiator slash prisoner recruiter i guess she just goes and dances in front of them and then well they instantly fall in love and then you know she slept with like seven of my prisoners at this point Uh i mean Um, everybody falls in love with her which also means she recruits really fast so went from I bought, so you have slave traders, right? They Mm. come through and I wasn't powerful enough to take over the slave traders, but I had enough money to buy one of the slaves. So I bought her, freed her as a slave, right? And by doing that, she was incredibly happy and has been like recruiting 
all the prisoners I have nonstop. So get raided, I get one prisoner out of the deal, and in like three days, they turn into a, another colonist. So now I'm up to like nine colonists from three, because when I bought got her, I only had three people. She's <laughs> recruited in real time. In two hours, I've gained five people with this one person. Yeah, well. Like that fast. And I've, I've ran out of space for everybody, so I've been, like, trying to build all these rooms in a mountain. And it is, it's taken a while, because mining, I don't have any really good miners. So it's... I normally had, like, one dude that was, you know, that focused on mining. And he was constantly mining rock, to the point where I had, uh, once you do a, a mountain base, you end up with an excess of rock. So I, I had tr- a junk pile outside. <laughs> I turn it all into bricks, and then I re... I use that to cover, like, do flagstone all throughout the base. Well, I, I did that, and I still had excess rock. So, I mean, when you get resources in that game, you have to actually, you know, have somebody pick it up and take it someplace and drop it off. Well, you can assign, you know, floor tiles to what that, you know, it's... what you want. So you could have all your food storage in a cooler room. Uh, because the heat... You know what that game is for? Huh? It's for people that like Excel macros. It's kind if of you like, like that. If you are a person that loves Excel and loves organization and loves managing resources mm-hmm. um, with some occasional bouts of conflict and things like that and crazy shit going on, that game's for you. Yeah. And uh, it. It's not The necessary. crazy thing, it, but the weird thing is if you watch streamers, like they're always like, you know... 60 years in the future in that game and they've like got already they're already 200 hours into a single game right and so like they're they've turned their mountain base into a spaceship flying around the universe like at that point which is never a place i'm ever at like i've only escaped the planet one time in 200 hours right i haven't even gotten past the uh like once you start you know sending people out on you know on missions to go like rescue people and shit that was the point where I started losing people because I couldn't manage that properly. Uh, and I guess there's so points if, where you can have multiple fucking settlements, and I couldn't I couldn't deal with it. Yeah, you can get to a point where you have multiple settlements in multiple patches of the earth. But the the crazy the the good like quality of life things is like when you're going on an excursion now. Um, it tells you exactly how much food you're going to need, and it tells you like if you're able to do that or not, basically. Like, based on your current stores, are you going to be able to make it there and back with who you've selected? Yeah. It and didn't tell me it'll that. It'll tell when you I things played. like you need, you know, you need to bring some, like, roll-up beds and, like, you need this still. Like, you didn't make enough pemmican for this or enough survival meals for the strip. Um, like, it just, it does all that stuff for you, which is something it didn't do before. Before, no. you had to just kind of figure it out. You're like, well, this many people will eat about this many meals and got this much pemmican so I'm i'd gonna... send five people out and i'd get you know i'd get two cannibals back yeah uh, you know <laughs> that yeah, was... because they starved and they just started chopping up johnny and eating yeah him. <laughs> that's i mean oh well shit now i've got two cannibals i'm gonna deal with so <laughs> yeah so my game is you know minor drug lord who captures people and you know some my basically my prostitute recruits them well and then after she recruits them, they turn into colonists. And then, you know, she's on her third marriage inside of, like, a year. Well, She keeps breaking up with everybody and then getting involved with somebody else. 
So you'd think there'd be more descent in my colony, but there's not. Like, she just must be amazing. <laughs> You've got all... Oh my gosh. Anywho. Uh, you basically have to throw morals out the door when you play that game. Yeah. Yeah, well... When you... I mean, you can't play a complete good guy. I mean, I've done that before. In this game, I just like... I know that drugs, if you regulate it right, you can make a decent amount of money in that game through the early game to get you the stuff you need to make the tech you want. Yeah, but you have to deal with your colonists uh, getting sam- Yeah, sampling the uh, the pro- uh, the products. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody has the trait chemical fascination on my group, so everybody just kind of like skips a little bit off the top. So, but it does keep morale pretty high. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Man, this is a good shit. We might sell this. This is pretty good. It's funny because like, <laughs> I've got a huge table, and they all, I've only got one night owl, and they all, like, sit around the table during the morning to eat their breakfast, and so they eat their breakfast, and they all smoke a joint, and then they go to work. All right. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's a bizarre-ass game. Yeah, it is. Uh, I've, you know, I, I, I saw that the, the royalty, you know, DLC, or, I guess, is it DLC? Yeah, it's it's twenty dollar DLC. The additional twenty bucks. Like Grimworld almost barely goes on sale. It was on sale for ten percent off yeah. recently. But I just I saw the ten percent and was like, oh yeah, I still have Rimworld. What do I want to do? I, I guess I want to play a little bit of Rimworld. I got tired of. I didn't want to have my this whole session be dedicated to Seven Days to Die again. Right. And so I was like, I can play something else. And I've been playing um, Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. And I've basically got um, uh, Last of Us 2 on pause, essentially. But the reason I haven't jumped back into it is because that Ghost of Tsushima is not a very good podcast game after a while. I've got so many quests stacked up that I need to kind of understand what's going on. And I didn't really want to mess with that right now, which is why I haven't been playing. I've really just been playing what seems the most fun right now. Yeah. And and, and that's how I've been doing the game. Yeah, I... I I eventually was able to get uh, Shadow of War to work. Uh, they did fix it a couple of days after you know after the issue, so I've actually been playing that. Um, and the main reason why I didn't play Shadow of War originally was because it had some pretty predatory microtransaction bullshit, uh, you know, baked into it uh, originally, where you could basically buy you know orcs and you know uh and upgrade packs for your uh for your armies and whatnot uh and i had never gotten to that point the you know in the previous you know playthrough i only played like a couple hours uh so as soon as i heard about that i was like i I can't support this i can't i i'm not going to do this anymore Uh, but since then they have removed the you know basically all microtransactions from the game everything is you know is earned through in-game play uh and uh i just now got to the point where you start building uh building your army like there's a point when you play this game shadow of war once you get to the point where you can you know you know recruit your first captain that's the uh that's the really funny orc scene that you you know saw on on the internet. Yeah, I mean, 
that was a moment of levity that just didn't happen throughout the beginning of the game that I, I was like, okay, well, this, <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, uh, so I'm, I'm literally at that point, I stopped playing this morning at that point. Uh, so I'm now getting into the, you know, into, I guess the bigger or the, the main meat of the, the game, the, I guess the end game is just, you know, just that. Uh, so we'll see. It's it's the beginning of Act Two if you've played the game. Uh, so I, I'll play that for a little bit. Uh, that's uh, that's kind of keeping my interest at the moment. Um, I'm still really watching to see if there's you know any update to Horizon Zero Dawn for PC because. Even though I'd already played that game and beat it, I hadn't played the expansion. And after seeing what uh, you know Death Stranding looks like on PC, that was a good port. That was that was well done. Like I didn't have very many issues with that at all. Uh, and this is using the same engine, so I figured it's probably going to be a good port too. I was wrong, uh, but I didn't put. Uh, money down originally i was going to i was going to pre-order it but uh you know i i then slapped myself in the hand and said hey you don't do that and they're like yeah 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 you're right i don't do that um <laughs> it's a good thing i did because i would have been just sitting there waiting for an update uh but so there was uh there was a couple other games that was uh that was coming out Oh, I did see on Game Pass, fucking Microsoft is playing. Uh, was you know, they're they're pulling, uh, pull, trying to pull a fast one is what I feel like is what they're doing. Just recently, Game Pass or PC got the original Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, I saw that too. I yeah, that and I was like, I was like, I see what you're doing, you fucking bastards. I see what you're doing. <laughs> Uh, for the smallest moment, I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> fuckers. <laughs> but you know what else is coming out soon that I'm kind of, I'm going to force myself. I'm not going to come into this, but I'm going to try. Uh-huh. I'm going to f- try to get through my two PS4 games because there is Mortal Shell coming out in just a handful of days. Yeah, I saw Mortal Shell. Um, It was... uh. It was a bit too much like Dark Souls for me to actually Dark Souls. Oh my god, I haven't done we that. We haven't in a while. done that in a while. Oh my god. It hadn't even come up on the show in a while. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I mean if you're itching for that, you could always go through the DLCs for Remnant. That's another thing. Uh I have uh I have Remnant uh s- still installed from the last time I played it, which is uh, certain games don't get uninstalled if I like them a lot. Uh, Remnant and Salt and Sanctuary are both still installed in my, you know, on my hard drive. I'm glad you like Salt and Sanctuary. That was, that's one of the best 2D. Yeah, it's uh, fighting games I've played in a while. It's really good. I I intend to go through and play that again, which is the reason why I didn't get. I you think know, it's uninstalled. like because of the art style. I don't feel like it'll ever really get old. Yeah, it's that's another. Yeah, you know, it's one of the things about the pixel graphics games is that it it holds up really well. Um, 
you know, to I age. actually have it on PS4, and I hope I never have to get rid of it. Right. It's uh, so Remnant from the Ashes, is, uh, you know, with the uh, the DLC pack that's you know that's coming for it. I think there's what the second one. Um, but yeah, I'm, I plan on playing through that again. I'm going to start over because I felt like my character was quite overpowered at, you know, at the end of that game. Um, which I I don't know. I, I I have a feel, I have a a need to shoot, you know, like for a shooter. That's to shoot things. Right. So, I mean, you're going to play this. It's not the hunter. Um, I think I played the hunter the first time, uh, and and really all that all that makes a difference is uh, yeah you're starting uh, weapons and your first skill. Yeah. Uh, after a while, they basically, you know, all feel kind of the same. Uh, but it's, uh, it's either the hunter or the the one that starts with the heel. Um, I, I forget exactly what it's called. Uh, the hunter starts with the rifle, which is actually a really good starting gun. Uh, mortal shell. Mortal shell. Yeah, yeah. Looks mortal fucking... shell looks really good. Like what I what I expected from the latest Dark Souls. Like yeah. as far as visuals. Well, Elden Ring is supposed to come out, which is the <laughs> from software. Game directed by Miyazaki with some help from George R. R. Martin. That's supposed to come out, um, like at the end of the year, early next year. So. Yeah, Elden Ring is gonna be that that. But Mortal Shell's thirty bucks, which is one of. Well, I'm gonna, I may go ahead and give it a go. With You're it gonna give it a go. I'm gonna give it a go, and then you guys, I'll tell you if it was worth the damn. I'm. I feel like thirty bucks is an easy price point for me to jump in. Yeah, it's it seems like that would be, you know, a, a pretty decent deal. Um, it just doesn't. I don't think that I would be able to get into it. I don't know. It so Souls like games are kind of hit and miss for me. Um, like being Soul- that you haven't played any of them yet. Well, I haven't played. Uh, you haven't played Dark Souls. You've just played games like Dark Souls, right? As Souls like games. You could always play Surge 2 on Game Pass. I could. Um, but again, Or just Remnant DLC. You know, uh, yeah, again, <laughs> there's a... Uh, it, it, it takes me getting into the mood to play that kind of game. Um, I want... Uh, I would want to play something that is difficult, that will punish me, that will actually uh, make me go, you know, over and over... I have to be in the mindset to be, you know, a loser sometimes, you know? When you play a game, you kind of like being the winner. Um, that's kind of the whole point. Um, but those games most often will put you in a losing scenario and you kind of have to work your way up to winner. Uh, and I, it, it takes a it takes a, a different kind of mindset to play. There's some things that... If you want a really hard game that I still can't unlock the next character for, I'm working on it, is Risk of Rain 2 hit 1.0 this week. I saw that. Um, 
I was it's pretty good because I was looking at shooters, right? I was looking for anything that that's basically a, allowed that's you to a shoot. Fucking shooter. Uh, I, I was thinking maybe I pick up Risk of Rain now that it's at the 1.0 stage. Factorio hit 1.0 as well. Yeah, but I've already put like fucking hundreds of hours into Factorio. And then later this month, you're going to get uh, Mr. Prepper, which I'm actually playing a little bit of right now. Mm, interesting. Okay. I've never heard of Mr. Prepper. It's a, it's a Russian-made game kind of poking fun at Americans about American preppers. Oh, of course. And you're a dude that's in Merrickville. Merrickville. <laughs> that is learning how to hide his underground bunker. And you're expanding your underground bunker. Your car's been taken away. You're trying to figure out a way to escape. And I think right now the idea is a rocket ship. Um, I got... So the prologue comes out in a couple of weeks. But the... I begged and begged and begged the developer to give me a copy. And I finally actually got a copy of the prologue. There you go. Because um, I was genuinely interested. I played I played the demo of it like back in June when they had it on the Steam thing. Uh-huh. And then I sent like three different emails to the developer and got a copy of let me in their closed beta test. Nice. And said, you know, if you'll take a survey when you're done, which I'll, I'll do. Right. Um, I just haven't played enough of it. I've played about an hour and a half so far and I, I really screwed up my game. It is one of those games. Like, I think there's a way to kind of get set up to uh-huh. really, like, I think I could push through where I'm at, but I don't want to, I want, I know what I fucked up. So now I'm going to kind of go back like it. The inventory management's interesting. Like, they like stacking stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, single item stacking. So, there's a shelf. It doesn't open up, and you don't put things in a container. You pull things out of your contain- out of your inventory and literally stack it on a shelf. Cool. So, that's how they want their inventory management to look, is stuff stacked up like a prepper. Like, that was actually the thing I was reading in the notes. I was like, why is this so much different? Little, small, indie Russian team. They think that the idea of stacking stuff on shelves feels a lot more like a prepper in a bunker than putting stuff in random cabinets you build. Right, because yeah, you want to be able to add a add you can a glance literally at a glance see what's on your yeah. shelf. So all the weird random cans and food and yeah. all that stuff is on a shelf. Yeah, and they I mean, want you to like tear your whole house apart, like salvaging materials to make things. But like. Uh, You'll get a date that says the government basically is going to come inspect your house, and you got to flip over your plan board. you got to throw, like, a sheet over your workbench and throw a little sheet over the trap door that goes down into the basement. And the government man's going to start commenting if he sees that you scavenge stuff around your house. And it has a certain level of suspicion. Now, I, never, I haven't maxed out the suspicion to see what happens when that happens. But apparently at a certain point, like... Things are supposed to blow up, and then you're supposed to survive underground for X amount of days. Um, so the prologue's supposed to kind of get you started and get you an idea what the game is with a lot of the systems now completely unlocked. Uh-huh. And then, like, next month is University Version 1.0. <laughs> when it release, releases, I think it's going to be a $19 game, which is an appropriate price point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so far, it's pretty fun. It's just it's goofy. Merrickville. <laughs> And it's so fitting, like, you know, I'm going into the going into the forest to like set traps and like gather blueberries and gather seeds and stuff like that. I trade stuff through the mail to get certain supplies. Sometimes I craft things because I don't have a job anymore. So like I'm was making like chairs and then selling chairs through the mail to make some money to buy some more metal to build more things in my bunker. Huh. Okay. Industrious you are. That's yeah. A- <laughs> 
and and your character kind of looks like a big old chode, so like it just it's it's uh, it's an it's a Russian caricature of America, and I think it's pretty funny. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I I might actually take a look at it. One, you know, once once that's prologue, available. Like I said, prologue launches on the twenty sixth. Um, if you want me to, I can I can tell you how to beg and get a copy. So if you're, <laughs> if you're that curious, I don't know if I'm that curious, but. Uh, I'm definitely, I definitely take a look at the prologue. I mean, if Merrickville doesn't get you, I mean, it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a weird hook, but (laughs) it's just goofy, yeah. And it's so different than everything else I'm playing. Like it hits a completely different spot with gaming. Right. The the last thing I'll talk about that I haven't played a lot of yet, and I saw you played a little bit of uh, Riftbreaker prologue just launched. Yeah, I I maybe put. I don't know, like a little less than an hour into it. Um, Did you get to creating your first little base? Yeah, it. So I mean, I know it's an alpha, so and it it kind of plays like an alpha, but it looks great. Um, the you know, there needs to be some polish because basically the game just pops you right into a fucking yeah it's not much of a prologue this is literally the same thing i got on the steam festival demo which is Mm -hmm. why i haven't put more time into it right but if they could give you some objectives and some setup for you to do more than the base base objectives right like this is what it's i don't like the title prologue i would like it more like here's our standing demo for what the game's going to offer right well prologue is the new alpha but (laughs) i would rather like prologue actually be in it so i'll tell you who does a prologue really good stone shard uh-huh. stone shard has a free prologue it's a really hard roguelike i've talked about for a while uh-huh. um it's actually asking him on twitter the tentative release date for the full game is 2022 but if you want the game's very playable um and it's a roguelike so they're just adding systems on top of systems so they're right. doing right now so if you're curious about it the prologue for that is free and it is 100 percent a prologue it is what gets you set up for the main game. It's uh, you're a dude trapped in a dungeon, and you're escaping that dungeon, and it kind of, at that point, the prologue ends. You can beat the prologue in about an hour. Um, and then it gets you into the village that starts the game proper to set you up for what you're doing. Right. It's supposed to be before the story starts. Right, but it introduces you to how the systems work and how the classes work. You can play any of the classes in the prologue. You can solve the end boss multiple different ways. It's a game where every time you move, the game moves. So that's how it does turn-based. As soon as you move a square, the enemy performs an action or moves a square. Gotcha. Okay. So you can think about it before you do something. Yeah. It's like a uh, uh, an advanced game of chess. It is. And, like, the enemy's telegraph moves, so, like, the bosses, you'll see where they're going to hit, basically, mm. if they're doing ranged attacks. So it gives you basically the opportunity to dodge or not, but you have to be a little bit risky as a melee character to beat the final boss in the prologue because um, he just, he's very, 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 like your window to hit is very small. You're going to get, you have to play it like a Souls game, get two hits in and be patient to get around, to do the safety dance around the, the area of effect to get back in there to do a couple more hits. Much easier as a magic user or a ranger or something like that. You know, where you've got some kind of range, but a, a range character literally just has to move a couple times. You can just pew pew to their heart's content. Right. Okay. Um, but if you're curious for roguelikes, like I, I play the roguelikes all the time. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm 
this is going to sound crazy. I'm decent at Stone Shard. I've actually figured out how to get fairly far in that game, but it is very hard. Um, it's just, it's like once you get it, you get it, but there's a learning curve. Uh, Risk of Rain is more Twitch gaming. So here's the, here's the, let me explain Risk of Rain real quick. So uh, two. So one is a 2D side-scrolling roguelike. Yeah. Two is a an ever-increasing difficulty of, of levels. So it starts off, you've got different levels. You've got Drizzle, you've got like Heavy Rain, and then you've got Monsoon difficulty. And so I usually play it on Medium because it's going to get me the most points or whatever. And every run, what you're doing is unlocking things. So you're unlocking different pickups that you're going to get. And the idea is as the game progresses, it continually gets harder. There's a little bar on the top of the screen that's showing you how much harder it's getting. And it's an algorithm that explains how, what kind of enemies, how many elites you're going to get, the amount that are going to be in the wave, the types of enemies are going to happen, um, the types of events that are going to happen while you're doing the game. So really the, the key component of that game is try to get through every level in five minutes. I usually manage to do it at about seven or eight, and I can get through up to the third level, and then I fucking die. Um, it's very hard to get started. Like It just takes getting into a rhythm. There's like 12 characters to unlock, but when you're doing it, um, like I still have unlo unlocked the second character. I need to get past the third stage to unlock the second character. Um, okay. And then there's different conditions you have to meet to unlock some of the other characters, like certain secret levels you got to go into. But it shows you a list of all the things you've unlocked and how your progress is if you go into the logbook. Mm. So you can see how far you've went on the challenges to figure out your progress so far in the game. Okay. But the game itself is pretty fun. Um, I'm just... I'm just not real good at it. I wonder if it's gotten you know more polished since the 1.0. Have you played the 1.0? Yeah, okay. it's definitely more polished. Okay. Everything yeah. runs really smooth. Everything looks really good. There's a lot of systems in play. When I first started playing it, there were only four unlockable classes. Like I said, there's like somewhere between 8 and 12. I think it was 10. Yeah. So it's something like that. I was watching some video on it because I was, I was thinking about picking it up. Like, my, my need for a shooter was really hard. Uh, at a uh, at a at a point, because I was really disappointed with the whole Mech Warrior Five thing, because I was like, I'm gonna fucking like blow things up with lasers. I feel and like that's this is almost the field. a and Mech Warrior Five is almost a roguelike too. Is it's mm. not completely random, but it it is. Right. The map generation is random. The galaxy's not. Right. Kind of the same thing as Battletech. And I've been playing a lot of roguelikes recently, because you know Sundered is you know is a roguelike as well. Try. Stone Shard might not be fast enough paced for you. Yeah, I, I was looking... But it's easy to get into that. Like I said, if you're curious at all about Stone Shard, just try the prologue. And then if you can beat the prologue, then you can figure your way through the game. Okay. I mean, I... It, it took me like four tries to beat the portal prologue. I'll pick up the the thing with, uh, you know, prologues and early access is I kind of get also disappointed when it's short. Um <laughs> Or I get through what's there. But it's, but it's meaningful to you to... It explains... Really, the prologue is good because it explains how the systems work. Mm -hmm. Expl like, Stone Shard's completely specific on, like, your injuries and things. Like, to a Rimworld degree. Like, I've... If I... You get stubbed to, your toe. Well, it's like you... <laughs> you, you know, you got uh, a slash on your on your arm, right? And so you fix the slash, but you're in intense pain, which is causing a, a lack of accuracy. So then you drink some random tonic to help with the pain, which then, like, 
increases your toxicity and now you have to um, find some kind of like herb or something that reduces your toxicity on top of that. But the like, herb makes you hungry, so you, know, like you have to eat something, and the only thing that's there is a poison mushroom, and then you have to deal with the poison. That's not <laughs> that far off. Like, uh, the systems that are inside of Stone Shard are super interesting like that, mm -hmm. because there's not a lot of things like it. Right. And basically, you just play the game until you died, and then kind of learn from that experience what to do next. I don't know that they have, uh, they have some permanent levels that you're unlocking when you're doing it. Okay. Um, which helps with certain things, but the... The overall loop's really good. Okay. Um, Noita might be something you'd be interested in, except for the fact that you don't take anything away from it except for the experience. Yeah. Uh, it is a very... That is the most polished... It, it's not even really an alpha. That's it's, the... Um, that's the, uh, the... The falling sand style game, right? The, where it's every got pixel, different... Every pixel is... Has it's, its own physics. Right. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. That's... That's, that's the one. Yeah, I was... I mean... My... Um, my my need to play those game uh play a shooter of of some sort uh and something that was random something that you know wasn't like you know going through the story mode of a call of duty game for instance i i didn't want that's, to do that like that's the thing about roguelikes is they entice my add so well mm -hmm. because when i go through it and restart it i still have some takeaway right and i can start it again and it is it's a little bit different the next time yeah yeah but and and that was the that was the thing i was like looking for something and this is this is what my brain actually you know said this is the flavor of ice cream that i want today my brain was like i want borderlands that's not borderlands but i want uh but i i want realistic guns but not call of duty well that's not that's not risk of rain they're not realistic guns. Right, I know but it was kind of it, that was that was what my the flavor was at that point I was like I want uh destiny uh, no I don't want destiny because that's basically the same thing over and over again with the same fucking guns it, it got boring and that's the way the reason why I stopped playing it um it's I I wanted something that was kind of you know random and zany but also centered on like a kind of like a reality and what it kind of almost boiled down to in a weird way was um uh wildlands uh t you know the tom clancy's wildlands um yeah the ghost recon wildlands that's yep. almost what it kind of fit except for the whole you know the, the, i i didn't want to buy wildlands um because uh, I wanted it to be kind of a single-player situation, and that's not always what you get with Wildlands. Uh, it's you know that one's kind of built to be a co-op game. You can still play it solo, but you have to deal with AI, you know, teammates and whatnot. Um, so I, I don't know. I just I wanted Borderlands without the Borderlands. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I saw that uh, that video. That's uh, that's the one I was watching. It's rated extremely high. Yeah, it's the I I don't know. It, it was kind of a weird. It's thing. published it's like, by Gearbox, but definitely done by a different company. Right. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. It. it I I kind of wish that Borderlands wasn't so fucking like you know over the top stupid. Fifteen ninety nine right now. Might buy it. 
I might. I haven't got anything for my birthday yet, so uh, I'm I'm allotting about maybe sixty bucks worth of game. Hold on, just a second. You know, audit. You know, so uh, the um, I'm seeing if I have an extra copy. Oh, oh, oh! I'll I'll know by the time we hit break. We need to hit break soon. Yeah, but I don't know, man. If if there's like if there's a you know a game that kind of fits that you know that feeling like. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of uh, a lot of people play the uh, you know the battle royale version of you know Call of Duty, and I just watching it is fun. But I know I wouldn't be able to be you know wouldn't be able to play it. I don't play that fast. So you know, it almost it almost made me you know re-download uh, Far Cry Five and play that because no, don't do that, that was. I mean the while. I understand the the game itself and the in the story is kind of off. The actual gameplay of Far Cry Five was yeah the the gunplay and stuff is still really solid. It, it's it has that that you know that odd feeling like random shit can happen, but the the guns weren't like over the top fucking like. You know, yeah. they don't look like fucking Nerf guns or squirt guns or something, you know, something like that. They actually look like guns. You know, that that was kind of the flavor I was uh, I was going towards. Um, I know I didn't want to, uh, you know, play like a Division Two or anything like that. And that was, I got really picky, <laughs> and then I just stopped and I said, you know what, I'm gonna play fucking Middle Earth. <laughs> Sword and sorcery, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, it's been it's been kind of a random week for me. Um, I, I am kind of looking forward to uh, the the newer some newer games coming out. Uh, this is the time of year for it. So, uh, you know, when Wasteland Three comes out, that's going to be almost an instantaneous buy. Uh, that yeah, is, I mean, I've just all I'm going to have to do is just play it off Game Pass. Yeah, uh, well, it it's coming to Game Pass. It's going to be an instantaneous download and, and play for sure. Um, yeah, uh, Fargo's already talking about a four right now on Twitter. Really? Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's he's, like he really man. likes who, like what's likes what he's done with that. Well, yeah, I mean, like the first game is a little jank. Uh, the the not first the. Two was janky yeah. and low budget, but they didn't have a budget, and now they have a budget. Well, it was, so basically, it'll just be it was, you know Fallout. Well, Wasteland Two was crowdfunded, yeah, uh, and, and which bumped them into Microsoft Studios, right? I mean, the way that that was handled after uh, after the crowdfunding with the initial release was handled fairly well. Sure, it had its bugs, and I had run into a few of them. Uh, but they fixed them, uh, and they were pretty, you know, pretty on the ball with that. And you know, it felt more Fallout than the recent Fallout games, which that that's saying something, you know. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's uh, I think it's time for a break. Yep. Let's take a break. All right, we'll be back.
It's getting kind of late. I'm getting it, sleepy. Jason's getting is. sleepy, and Rusty's just now waking up. Yes. Um, we've been talking about games, and I think off the cast. Um, we yes. think me and I think I've got Rusty convinced to uh, family share a little bit of Risk of Rain two and give it a shot before he buys it. Yeah, I'll give it a go. It's it's actually fairly you know decently priced right now, considering it at the moment it's twenty percent off. Um. Because of the whole 1.0 release, uh, so I was gonna—I'll give it a go and see if uh, if if I like it. If I like it, then I'll pick it up. Yeah, give me something. If I don't get further into it over the next month and or next week or whatever, then you will have probably already beat it because you're better at me than about finally finishing games. Yeah, kind of, somewhat. Yeah, somewhat shorter. Yeah, I, Some, I feel like shorter. you are. Well, I I. I I tend to dive too deep into some games sometimes. Uh, look at Destiny and and Final Fantasy. Um, yeah, but the the type of game that it is, where it's it, your it, coordination it, level is a little bit higher than mine, which is why I think that you actually be better at it than I am. You just need I'm, to be play. You need need to play a little bit more Beat Saber. Is what I'm just get your coordination. I kind of get my VR. Right. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Too soon. Yeah. <laughs> And I I need to I need to have a wedding before I buy a VR rig, dude. My VR, or at least have five grand in savings, so I feel okay doing it. Right. Yeah. The I actually you know started playing Beat Saber again because it is actually you know some a decent workout. Um. Uh, and it's a way cooler workout than what I'm doing. I'm doing yoga. Yogi. What? Yeah. Yo- yogi. I'm doing 30 minutes of yoga every morning right now. Okay, well, uh, I'll that do... That feels like a very middle-aged man thing to do. Yeah, you you, you definitely, you know, yeah, that's very... <laughs> I'll play Beat Saber. <laughs> that's infinitely cooler. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm, a, I'm back up to being able to play about 45 minutes to an hour of it at a time. Um, which, if you've ever played that game, that game will make you sweat after five minutes. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I was able to uh, to beat some really really hard fucking uh, maps recently, and I felt really good about it. It was that's the one thing about that game that just keeps me coming back is like I I start something I start a a map that's really hard. Like there's always a new some, challenge. You've seen some of the yeah. shit that I can do. Like that's that's the thing. There's. Uh, a couple maps that you know that had come out uh, from uh, the Camilla maps. If you've ever played Final uh, played Beat Saber, the Camilla maps are notoriously a harder style map. The expert and expert plus of those is damn near impossible if you're not ready for it. Um, I was able to beat one of the Camilla maps on you know on expert, which is still really fucking hard. Uh, and I was able to get through most of it on Expert Plus before I failed. And I'm like, that's still, I mean, that's, I mean, when you get to, uh, uh, over a million points per, uh, you know, per map, that's a lot of swinging. (laughs) You know, that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of Beat Saber in one map. You know, and you're putting it into like a four minute period, you're, your hands are moving a lot <laughs> so yeah that's kind of that's kind of the thing that's that's my workout and uh, and i think i need to get back into that uh 
a little more uh, more often, uh, so I can, you know, work off some of this uh, this pandemic weight. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually actually doing pretty okay with it between the walking and the yoga and the keto. Um, I'm starting to shed weight yeah. and get past this plateau. So I, I I'm like back into keto as well. I'm like just force pushing my way through it at this point. Yeah, I'm as soon as I get back into keto, uh, like I'm I'm weaning myself back into it uh, and reintroducing keto meals. Uh, but yeah, it it it's keto is a mindset. You have to actually get yourself into the mindset of not having any carbs. And and telling yourself that's okay. Uh, you know what's really good? Hmm. Um, catfish on keto. Sounds weird, but I'm doing almond flour catfish. Yeah, I'm not a big fish person, though. I mean, catfish nuggets with almond flour and Parmesan. Yeah, but I could use a whole lot like uh, corn flour breaded catfish nuggets. Yeah, but I could do the same thing with uh, with you know like uh, chicken breast strips and make chicken. The consistency is different. It's just like it just melts in your mouth. It's so good. Mm. Yeah, I'm not what I had for dinner today. Mm. Just not a big fan of fish. That's I think that's uh, that that's the big thing with me. I don't like cooking fish because I don't like smelling fish in the house for fucking years. Um, really good fish. You don't smell the fish. <clears throat> yeah, except for the fact that I really love salmon and I really hate the smell of salmon. Go figure. I can agree with that. Um, in other news, <laughs> what else we got, Jason? Well, we got a couple different things. Uh, one thing to point out is that Phoenix Points DLC will be out later this month. Ooh, Legacy of the Ancients. That. Man, that's at my gamer ADD. I can't finish that before something else comes out. <laughs> yeah, um, I haven't even started Phoenix Point. So right, but then again, it's not not necessarily. It doesn't fit the uh, the flavor of the month for me. I have to have a, a shooter or something that I can beat things up with. But like apparently, lots of it will delve into the antediluvian civilization. Is the center of that DLC, which is the aliens. Mm-hmm. Okay. They haven't released the update that updates customization because I want to build a tilt crash crew of future past or past and present, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still kind of garbage. And when they fix that, which is on the horizon, I think with the Cthulhu updates, they've got named updates now. Um, they did a huge update pass for the tutorial and the uh, UI mm-hmm. um, and some of the mission structures, so I'm kind of waiting to see what that looks like, and when they do that, it's probably when I'm going to jump back in. It's my only bitch about the game is at this point is with UI and character customization. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then uh, other news. Uh, we kind of expected this after seeing the uh, horrible trailer. Uh, Phil Spencer. Uh, Confirm that Halo Infinite will be delayed <laughs> into 2021. Uh, well, I mean, we'll say this about it. at least he gives the appearance of or talks the talk of a gamer. Yeah. And I think Phil Spencer didn't want that kind of reaction to his flagship. Well, it it's actually this is this is actually a bigger point. Because in a related story, uh the uh the Xbox Series X was uh as given a date now it was uh at the beginning of november this year 
mm-hmm. that's going to you know come out. I, I want to say it was the sixth, but I I don't have the news story in front of me. Uh, which means that the Xbox is going to launch without its flagship game. It's going to launch without Halo, which I mean that's that's a pretty big situation. It's and you have to think about. Uh, if if that game was meant to launch alongside the Xbox Series X and has been you know, has been pushed back, then that is a pretty major decision. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, which also kind of hints towards what we saw in the trailer wasn't necessarily the only bad thing that was in the game. <laughs> so they 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 need to if they need that much time to rework it, even right. in uh, even with the uh, the difficulties currently with development. Um, well, he said, along with the fact that the entire team feels like they need a little bit more development time, it's also the right decision just for the health and the ability of the of the team, considering uh, the circumstances as they are now with work from home, yada, yeah. yada, yada. So, I mean... A delay like this was just, it was coming. They just hadn't announced it yet. I mean, like so many other games currently in development, they're, at this point, there are going to be delays just because of the current development environment. Yeah, the, at least they're not taking the uh, the route of, we'll fix it later. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, an unfortunate situation that's happening, you know, more and more often. Uh, so if, if they fix it and it's good, you know, it, it kind of absolutely must be good because that's really the only thing that's going to, you know. Well, I mean, just along with that perfect example, Paradox and Hardsuit Labs have, uh, delayed Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 until 2021. Yeah, yeah but, we saw that coming. But I saw that one coming. The thing is, uh, the thing with, uh, with Bloodlines um is we didn't hear anything yeah for the longest time like they they said that this was coming out this year and they were uh they were putting you know they they had little bits and pieces that you know that was released to the public but for the longest time not a damn thing and i'm like is that game actually coming out at all ever yeah because... they they hit us with the flood of introductions for the clans Mm -hmm. and different trailers and then nothing yeah it just it just stopped like the hype hype dream just like hit the brakes real hard uh so um yeah i kind of figured that was going to get delayed there was quite a few games that you know that i i figured was going to be delayed because of all this you know because 2020 sucks fuck 2020 um pretty much uh the uh the the news story that that doesn't really affect any of us around the table, but affects a lot of people who you know, you know who do this, uh, do play this game. Uh, of course, I'm going to talk about Fortnite because Fortnite is a, a is a thing. It's kind of a juggernaut, um, but right now it's actually being used as a weapon. Fortnite itself is being used as a weapon right now. Um, so. If you play Fortnite Mobile, you'll probably know that at the moment you cannot download Fortnite on Apple or 
Android that's been removed from the Android store, uh, Android Play Store, and the Apple Store. Uh, and the reason for that is uh, at its base, you can buy V Bucks, which is the you know the currency, the the digital currency for the game. It's how they make money. It's how you know it's it's how Epic makes money on off of Fortnite because Fortnite is a free to play game, right? You can buy V Bucks on you know on PC directly from uh, from Epic, and there's no problem. But if you buy it through if you're playing on mobile and you want to buy V Bucks, you buy it through the Apple Store or the Google Play Store, and both of those stores take a thirty percent cut of you know of any in-game transaction. Jesus, uh, you know for uh, for that, <laughs> including a fucking killing off Fortnite, aren't they? Right. So they're so they're making thirty percent of off of every sale of V Bucks, uh, and in answer to that, uh, Epic had reduced the price of V-Bucks permanently across all platforms um, and then implemented an in-app purchase option so you could buy V-Bucks from Epic that bypasses the storefronts of uh, Google Play and Apple uh, so that they don't get their 30%. So you could still buy it from the Play Store and still pay the 30% premium, but you're paying more than if you was to buy it in the app, essentially. So they tack the <clears throat> costs that they're paying <clears throat> Apple and Google if you buy it through the store, basically. Yeah, so the it, it was a way to actually bypass those storefronts completely and remove that 30% tax, essentially, on any purchase to the you know from the developer uh and that has caused a pretty big backlash uh on the uh, on both of the platforms uh apple was first apple was like this is blatantly against our you know you know against the policy in the app policies uh and removed it uh from the store and then google uh, about a day later uh, removed it from their store, uh, and in the process of doing this, because you know, Epic doesn't do things just because. As soon as it was removed from both of the uh, both of the storefronts, Epic started a lawsuit, and uh, is now suing both Apple and uh, and Google for you know you know for basically holding a. Uh, a monopoly on their platforms uh, for this kind of purchase. So, it's, how much are they suing them for? Uh, I don't think it's stated. Uh, you know, I haven't looked at the lawsuit. I just, yeah, you know, I mean, this is uh, very much a developing you know, story. Like, Epic since Fortnite has, like, it's worth like. 12 or 13 times more than it was before. Oh yeah, yeah. It's I mean the the situation with uh with this lawsuit I don't think is necessarily for monetary gain uh, on the point of epic because I don't think they really care if they make any money off of it. What they're looking for is litigation. What they're looking for is to set a precedent. They're looking to uh you know to make it so that these app stores don't gouge people for you know, for the um, uh, for in-game purchases on the App Store, that ecosystem 
uh, is they're they're looking at it as more of like a predatory ecosystem uh, where it's all you know monopolized in that the uh, the developers aren't getting their you know their fair cut of of that where they're being gouged because of the uh, uh, of the purchase option you know the only only way to get V bucks on mobile is to buy it from Apple and the only way that they're going to get money is if there's a 30% tax on it. There is no other option. And because of that, <clears throat> they're making that suit. And then, and I just sat back and I looked and I was like, <clears throat> this feels a lot, this feels very familiar. Isn't that kind of why the Epic Store began, began in the first place when they, uh, when they took it to Steam? You know, it's crazy. It feels very similar. Tim Sweeney's worth five point three billion dollars. He doesn't care if he if he makes any money off of this. What he's doing is he's weaponizing Fortnite because Fortnite is very popular, you know, and the people who play Fortnite are going to be very vocal, especially if they can't play it on those platforms. So, <clears throat> the thought process, just from an outside layman perspective is that he is essentially weaponizing a game a very popular very you know very played game uh to essentially force a change in the status quo that has pretty much always been for the ecosystems of iowa you know the apple store and the uh, uh and the google play store uh, to allow for, you know, in-app purchases. Mm -hmm. and, you, and you have to think about it, though. I mean, there's other uh, other apps that allow for in-app purchases. For instance, the Amazon app. You know, yeah. if you buy stuff from Amazon through their app, you pay Amazon. And that is directly through the app. It's not through the App Store. That thirty percent tax isn't being, you know, good isn't being levied on, you know, your charges. It wouldn't work, you know. Um, so that's kind of the thought process. So again, very layman, very outside looking in, but it seems like this is what's happening, and. If that's the case, I mean that you know, if you're if, if they're able to win this, um, then there's that could make a lot of different changes in in mobile gaming. I mean, it right now is it's just affecting the Fortnite players, but again, very vocal people, you know. <laughs> so we'll see what it you know what it boils down to for sure. I mean, very very much a developing story. I think that. Uh, the uh, the removals were done within the last day, for instance. So, <laughs> um, we'll we'll see what happens. But it's it's kind of an interesting thing. Right now, the hashtag free Fortnite is uh, uh is a thing. So, <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised if that gets traction. Like Epic is, I'm not always pro Epic, but like the. Like, they are kind of an underdog that is, like, kind of... Fortnite has propelled them to do a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of unique variety with what they're doing with the Epic Game Store. And the Epic Game Store, 
model of drawing people in with the free games like uh, Troy was free the other day, and I went ahead and grabbed that. Remnant is free on there right now. Yeah. Like, I've got like 90 free games on there, and I'm probably about 40 of those are, if not triple A, like high... High quality. Uh, high quality indie. Yeah. And they've done a fairly good job of that stuff. Um, I'm not one of those people that has a brand loyalty to Steam. It's just Steam right. was the first PC platform that I played on. I just happen to have most of the games that I purchased just, on PC, PC on Steam. That's that's the like thing. In order of games on PC that I actually owned as an adult, it would have been the Fallout series and the Half-Life series, which kind of branched me out into everything else that I've played. Right. And I've had Steam for, you know, Steam on my uh, on my machine for... Uh, since I've since I've been PC gaming, well, a little bit more than that, I think. Um, about ten years, I think, is what uh, what my thing is. So, uh, I, I don't necessarily I, I I load up all of them. Like, I think I talked about this last week. I load up Steam, I, I load up Epic Game Store, I lo- uh, and I load up the Xbox Game Pass on PC, and I look through all of them. I do too. You know, and and like, well. Having more options is okay. I've bought stuff from the Epic Game Store. I've bought stuff on Steam. I've got things on both. It's a. It's just an extension of the library at this point. So, are we are we about tapped out for news for this week? Yep, pretty much. Kinda, I think. Kinda. I guess I could. I guess I could stop if you want me to. Um. Yeah. Just. Uh, there's oh the other thing that uh, that I was looking forward to another game that I've played that I will replay is the uh, Re Reckoning, uh, and that is coming out next month. Next month, but it's you know from what I've seen so far, I'm I'm interested. I want to see it. You know, I want to see that succeed as well. I don't think that game got as uh, I don't think it got the love that it deserved the first time. So fair enough. Well, with that, Jason, where can you find us? Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channels, YouTube.com slash TheRealTiltCast. And search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Find some friends of the show. We've got Cabbage, KBG. We've got NoQuarters.net. We've got Picking Up the Pixels. We've got BMFCast.com and TVGP.tv. Uh, they play indie games. And with that, that's the end of the show. All right. Peace.